however you appear does not mean that you can't enjoy the benefits of beauty. It's an inclusive industry. It's a wonderful industry. And that is what we believe. Hello, and welcome to Conversations in Confidence, a podcast by It Cosmetics UK. I'm your host, Rose Gallagher, the UK and Ireland brand ambassador. And each week, I'm going to talk to some of our friends from the industry about their own confidence journey. Today's guest is someone that dedicates so much time and effort to making the people around him feel confident. It's Jules von Hepp. How do I begin to describe Jules? First and foremost, he really made his mark in the beauty industry as a tanning expert, working for a number of the UK's leading brands before he founded his own. He loves his northern roots, but over the past few years, Jules has used his own social platforms and those of his brand to join the body positivity conversation and just encourage people to accept themselves for who they are. What I love about Jules is that he's really on a journey with his confidence and he isn't afraid to take us with him every step of the way. So here he is making us laugh. It's Jules. So I'm stretched out on a chaise long. I've got someone with me who is notorious for giving me the giggles. So I've got no idea how this is going to go. It could be bedlam. But I'm very happy to introduce Jules Van Hepp. Enchante, my love. Oh, it's so <laughs> great to be here. And she really is on a couch. Yeah. I'm not. I'm on some rickety stool, actually. I've but given you him. Are laid I am out. living my best life well, up darling, here. You are. Um, Jules, I've been so excited for you to come on just because I knew we were going to have a laugh. But also, I think the whole point of what we're trying to do with this podcast is talk to people that are having conversations about confidence in its very many forms. And I just feel like you've really come into your own as this real pioneer to encourage people to feel the most confident. And I've just loved watching this whole journey. Thank you. Thank you. A journey is the absolute nail on the head, really. It has been a journey. And I think... um, From launching Isle of Paradise to being in this space and shouting about something that I'm really passionate about, whether it's body confidence or mental confidence, it has been a journey and I'm on the journey myself. It's not like I've woken up and a switch has suddenly been turned on. It's like, oh, you're going to be confident today. I've actually had to really work on it from my own point of view and I'm trying to share everything that I've learned along the journey in order to help others along theirs. And I think that's why it's so powerful. No one wants to be preached to by someone that's doing everything perfectly. Whereas if you can just have a chat with someone that's in the same place as you and relate to them, that I think is so much more powerful as a tool to inspire someone to feel their most confident or change the way they think of themselves or talk to themselves. I think... A word that I want to pick up with what you said there was perfectly. And social media and life has been so fed to us a certain way that perfect was this idealistic world that we thought we were supposed to achieve. So whether that's how your living room looks, whether that's how your makeup looks, whether that is what you are wearing or your vacation, we were sold the dream that we thought we had to have in order to be happy. But when you decode that, actually that dream is completely unrealistic and unattainable to reach. And then what that does is it breeds insecurities, inner self-doubt, and it breaks down our confidence. And during my whole career, 
if you're listening to this and you're thinking, well, who the hell is this? So I have been a spray tanner for over 10 years. I worked backstage in so many TV shows, traveled the world with celebrities. I was on that glitz and glamour belt. Yeah. And I was working on so many campaigns where the flawless skin, the perfect world, the dream scenario was presented to consumers to the outside world and when you're on set and you're looking at the monitor and you're like the campaign doesn't look like what it does on the monitor on the set yeah I found it quite difficult and so I made it my mission to actually show my audience what I actually saw and People think that celebrities are perfect humans. They're not. They're just human beings. People think that skin looks that way and you can achieve skin that looks like that on shoots. It doesn't. A lot of the time it's airbrushed. And that was a whole misconception that I wanted changing. And I think there's so much of the perfect world that doesn't exist. And I think it's now time for voices like mine and like many others that are coming along and saying, no, actually, what you have believed isn't real and this is real I think there's so many things that you've touched on there that I want to go into in loads of detail just kind of first coming back to that whole dispelling the myths of what's real and not real I think that is a really powerful thing that you're doing at the moment because you're absolutely right I think we're in an epidemic at the moment of people feeling insecure, feeling not worthy, feeling like they can't live up to the standards that they're seeing on Instagram or social media or anywhere. And actually, there's going to be a movement where everyone loves latching on to the whole myth debunk now because you can start to see it with the likes of you, with the likes of the skin positivity bloggers, with the likes of the body positivity bloggers. There's a real chance and time for change. Was there a particular point when you realised like I need to be part of this change and I need to be part of this movement? Um, I think there were various moments along the journey where I realised that I didn't want to be part of the the myth yeah um and when i'd see like the there'd be buses that would drive past me with a campaign that i'd have worked on with the model lying there and i'd know that it didn't look like that yeah and it, i found that quite difficult and in my head thinking i'm part of this lie and this doesn't sit well with me and hearing on set somebody say it's all right we can airbrush that out and i think what why why and then for me, with my own confidence and with Instagram, I, I had this, it, there was never a light bulb moment, but the realization of airbrushing is at our fingertips. I'm, I have airbrushed my own images and in the past I'd make myself a little bit thinner and I'd make myself look a certain way because that's what I thought I had to look like. And it's just been this evolution of a journey of going, no, that's not right. And I have younger family members and I'm 33 now and I'm in a whole industry full of women. And now these younger women are coming into this industry. And I think, well, it's people like me. If I have a voice in this industry, and I do, especially with my brand and my Instagram platform, it's my duty and my responsibility to take the right route. Yeah. Because it's so much easier to get on the bus of airbrushing and to just get on that bus that everyone else is doing. It's a harder rocky horse and cart route when you're trying to swim the other way. It is. But I'd much rather be on that route. Good for you. Thanks, babe. And 
coming back to kind of tanning in particular, I feel like there's loads of reasons why airbrushing and things like that and these unattainable images are wrong and they are. But I think tanning in particular is such a powerful one when you are being hoodwinked about it because it leads to all kinds of body insecurities, insecurities about what you're actually going to look like when you've got a product on for the purpose of, you know, Mm. um, thinking of what your tan is going to look like if you're buying it, for example. But as someone that has tanned so many different people, Mm. what are the kind of conversations that people are having with you before a tan? Because I know when I get a tan, I'm going, oh, uh, don't mind me. I did have a curry this week, but just, you know, don't pay too much attention to that. And like, you find yourself explaining why your body looks the way it does. And so when you come for a tan, if you've never had a spray tan before, you actually have to get naked to do it. And yeah. there's no other way around it. There's no modesty blanket. There's no, oh, I'll leave the room while you get changed. It's like, you. it's pretty rough and ready. Yeah. And I never wanted to be a spray tanner, but it was a real job that found me because I actually, I loved how great I made my clients feel. Yeah. And so I'd, I don't believe in leaving a client. I will never leave a client to get changed because it breaks the magic that you've already created. It breaks the bond. So I'll stand with a client and I'll make jokes and say, I have my car's on the meter. I don't have time for messing about. Just get your clothes off and get in. <laughs> and I have a giggle. And there is a real vulnerability when you get naked because we have a habit of hiding behind a hairstyle, behind a floral dress. And like lots of all of that world that's our armor and when you take everything off yeah I actually really see you as who you are and that's when I really see if you're a good person are you kind are you funny are you insecure like what's going on let's let's talk about that and that's where I think when I started to craft when I started to realize that we hide as human beings and people would be like, oh, what's that celebrity like? What's she like? What's that person like? They're just like every other human being. They've all got their hangups. And I actually just see people for who they really are. And I think people assume that that celebrity, because they have fame or a house or a car or a bag that they want, their life must be perfect because they have this material thing that I want. But actually, they are trying to juggle the family WhatsApp group as much as anyone else. They're trying to get the train back for someone's birthday. They're a bit exhausted and having to go to work when they don't feel well. It's just the same as what anybody else is doing. It's exactly the same. And what amazed me was the consistent apology for how someone felt about their body. Like you said, oh, I've had a co this week. I'm sorry about thing I'd I'd be like, oh God. And whether it was, like I have worked with A-listers I've worked with royalty. I've worked with Debbie from Accounts who saved all her money to have a spray tan with me. And whatever the sliding scale is of perceived social status, everybody apologizes. And I couldn't get over the consistent apology. And that's when I realized that it is a global hatred and epidemic of self-loathing about appearance. And I used to say to people like, why are you apologizing? Like, I just see you as who you are but you're picking on the negatives. You're constantly focusing on the negatives about yourself. But actually, I see amazing eyes. I see a great smile. I see someone who's really confident and actually is really kind and caring. That's what you should be seeing. You see someone that's going to get the giggles with you at the QVC Beauty Awards. Yes, that was you, That's what you're looking at. (laughs) Well, I think it's lovely that so 
you've had this kind of realization that everyone needs a bit of support, a bit of a positive role model, just a bit of a dose of normality and encouragement to stop worrying about everything. And I think this is a great time for us to maybe delve into the Jules and Sarah podcast because the community you have built around that, I just find it really fascinating how you've actually, even though it's, you know, first and foremost, a podcast where you and one of your good friends just muse about all things. It's really funny and charming and all the rest of it. You've made this community of people that are all really good mates with each other and support one another. I mean, would you just tell us a bit about that? So Jules and Sarah is a podcast that is about two northerners that live in London. And we met through work and Sarah is a complete breath of fresh air. She really doesn't care about looking a certain way or like where she's supposed to be seen. And for me, it was a really different, she was just this, oh my God, she's completely different to what I'm used to. Yeah. We bonded immediately and we were like, well, let's start a podcast. That was four years ago before podcasts were really I was going to say, there was no podcast at the time that you were kicking this off. And we said, well, what are we going to talk about? And I said, well, let's just talk about something that's happened funny in the week. Let's read local (laughs) news because that's hilarious. I love the news. What was that thing you put up the other day about the woman that had been involved in, she joined a search party and realised they were looking for her. (laughs) Basically, there was a woman, and this is what one of my followers sent me, but a woman in Iceland um, had got changed during a coach trip and they'd lost, (laughs) they were like, we were looking for a woman in a blue jumper. And she was like, oh my God, where's this woman? Where's this poor woman? And they were looking until three in the morning and then they realised it was her and she'd changed jumper (laughs) and she got completely confused. But the aim of our podcast is to teach people that, You don't need material things in order to have fun. Everything, the everyday life is hilarious. People's human behavior, little like things that people do is so funny. Me on the show as long as we speak. Do you know what I mean? This is a complete situation, Rose, that I will never forget. (laughs) But that community, it made us really realize that people were so desperate for escapism from their own life. And we get so many messages of people saying you know I'm being bullied at work and I listen to this podcast just to put me in the right frame of mind or I've had a really hard shift there was nothing that we were talking about and there still is nothing that we talk about on Jules and Sarah that is a material good that's something that you have to pay for we literally talk about funny things that happen day to day so no money has been exchanged in order to have fun so it became and still is this wonderful wonderful hub of you won't be judged come in you can our motto is everyone can sit with us yeah come on down like have a sit and when we do live shows it's the most incredible feeling because lots of listeners come alone lots of people listen alone and they come on their own and they they always say I know it's going to be a safe space because everybody's like-minded yeah everyone just loves having fun no one is about being seen and about being on that social bell and all of that people just want to get on with each other and so we started a closed Facebook group about six months ago I've just joined that and it's hysterical it's so amazing and what I, I was looking at it this week and somebody was like oh I need nice places to go in Edinburgh and loads of people were helping each other out and I'm like I can't believe that this is happening and Sarah and I have pinch me moments we're like as if this has become like this total thing as if we've created this community but there's a real need for just general fun and 
non like nothing with an agenda there's no agenda it's like our agenda is to just laugh like that's it yeah and I think that there is such a space for that at the moment because people are skeptical about what they see on social media they assume that if they see a project being spoken about or you know whatever it might be that someone just wants to sell them something and actually there's so many places online now that people go to for a bit of escapism and a bit of a laugh and that's such a welcome addition to the mix so I love that podcast I think it's hilarious I love listening along to it it always cracks me up but you also from there you've set up wobble now that's a bit of a different kettle of fish and one of the things I know that you describe it as is this is a podcast series all about happiness and body confidence and that you're there to remind people it's okay not to be okay how did you find the transition of having this absolute what a laugh this is so much fun podcast versus no we need to sit down and have a chat here I need to get these messages across to you Um, so Jules and Sarah is all about the fun and like I said before we were getting messages about how people were feeling and how much better Jules and Sarah is making people feel Sarah and I are both very open about our feelings with each other Um, Sarah suffers really heavily with anxiety and Mm. mental health I suffer and have suffered with body issues with mental health issues and I said Sarah I said there's one thing that I want to do with how we are is is be really open with our audience and we chat amongst ourselves about all this stuff that maybe we didn't think we were supposed to share but actually I think we should open the conversation up because many of our listeners do listen alone and we're getting the same message coming through of I'm not feeling okay and you're making me feel better and so we wanted to just open the conversation and say that's okay it's not a, it's not a bad thing yeah. it's okay to feel like this And actually create this whole hub of content that was a self-help section, if you you like. And people go back and listen to episodes like three or four times and just pick up different nuggets of information. We're not doing it to be on trend. We're not doing it to have this talked about podcast. We're just doing it to make content to make people feel better. Because we are really lucky that we have access to such amazing people. And from that we can just show that everybody has their stuff. Everybody wobbles. And do you find it hard, Jules? Like you're so open about your own confidence journey mm-hmm. and the good days and the bad days. Do you ever find it hard putting yourself out there because you're kind of exposing yourself to take one for the team and make everyone else feel better? Um good question I think sometimes it is hard and sometimes I don't want to do stuff um but it is a journey and I think well I have a voice and I want to use it for good and I want to help people along their journey and I think in terms of body confidence so earlier this year I wrote a book called Get Body Posi it's a free downloadable ebook and you can download it from the link in my bio um Writing that was one of the hardest things I've ever done because I had to really dive deep into all this past stuff that had been in my life and you have to bring it all back up. But I wanted to really show people that I have been through all of that and I still have triggers every now and then. But from the outside, you would think he's a brand founder. He's got this successful podcast. He won't have any of that. He does celebrity tans all the time. 
I do. And I don't, I'd hate, when I was going through all of that, there was no voice telling me that you could get somewhere. There was no one saying, oh, if you're struggling with this, you can still get to the top. It's okay. Um, It is hard sharing some days. And I have things like wardrobe meltdowns where I just throw everything all over the shop. And before I would let the clothes win. And now I like, I'm like, right now, just leave the house. It's fine. They're just clothes. And then I'm like, no, share this, share this, tell people because I'm not the only person in the world who's having this thing and like fitting room dramas and the way somebody maybe looks at me or the way people perceive you like they're like oh you're that size oh okay well that means that no it doesn't and it's it's up to me to deal with it and process it and when you share on such a personal level and just I think uh, something that you said earlier on which is true of this as well there's so much humor to be found in just generally observing people's behaviors and there's actually so much comfort to be found in finding that you have things in common with people and just feeling a bit related to you must get people that feel like you've just hit the nail on the head of what they're feeling and experiencing what are the messages like that you get the messages are a real sliding scale actually they are somebody will say i'm i'm sat on the floor crying laughing this is so funny oh my god this made me feel so much better wow what comes through consistently on my channel is people find life hard people struggle and people are looking for just a hit of feel better and I'm happy to take that bat on. I'm happy to take that flaming torch and just run for the team and just make people feel better because I think there's not enough people doing it. There's so much on the scroll on Instagram or on social media or in magazines of you need this to be happy. And I don't believe that that exists. And I think you don't need that to be happy. What you need is self-care and self-love and little tricks and tips along the way that maybe will make you feel better but being seen in the latest bar going to the latest holiday destination eating the latest food craze will not make you happy it will just make you feel like you're attempting to be happy but actually what will make you feel happy and I call it in my book I say you know you need to feed your happy so for me it's nature So I know Mm -hmm. nature makes me happy. So I keep going out in nature and I'm like, oh, this makes me feel more happy and more happy. Doesn't cost me anything. No. Doesn't make, I don't have to Instagram that I'm there. I'm just there. And that's what it's all about. Just going back to the book and kind of, there's been so many standout moments, I think for you, in particular this year, I feel like you've been a real touch point person for all these positive messages. But the thing that I saw everywhere was your latest campaign with all of the different um, girls in it. Do you just want to kind of fill us in on why you think that was so powerful and what that campaign was about for anyone that didn't see it? So our Get Body Posse campaign um, was basically to hammer home our core beliefs at Isle of Paradise that self-tan is for everybody. You don't have to look a certain way in order to buy a tanning product or a beauty product. Yeah. Whatever your shape, whatever your skin tone, however you appear does not mean that you can't enjoy the benefits of beauty. So 
it's an inclusive industry. It's a wonderful industry. And that is what we believe. That's why I love it too, actually. I think sometimes personally speaking here fashion can be a bit alienating if you're not someone that can pull off every single shape every single cut whatever it is but who can't pull off a fab red lipstick absolutely no one exactly and this campaign we had all different skin tones all different body shapes and everybody had a story with them we didn't cast anybody because of how they looked. We cast on the whole package. Yeah. So whether someone had overcome body confidence issues and insecurities and had got themselves to a certain point. Danielle Pisa, for example, is a trained dancer. And she, her and I do loads together anyway, but she had said, people think because I'm athletic body shape that I don't have body hangups. Of course you do. You're a human being. In you come, like, let's do this yeah. whole campaign. It was amazing. And the message and the support that we got from the industry was incredible. In terms of Isla Paradise itself, what kind of extra confidence or faith did you have to have? I mean, your career previously, you were working with some of the biggest tanning brands that you can imagine across the world. And then you had to set up your own what was that journey like for you in terms of finding that self-belief and faith to be like, no, I can do this actually? I'm always super honest. I never wanted to own my own beauty brand. Never. It was never a goal of mine. But it was when the light bulb moment of, well, hang on, the campaigns don't look like they're supposed to look and people aren't being spoken to properly. And yeah, I've worked with the biggest brands. And I, I I remember I was being offered so many different brand contracts to be an ambassador role and to take on that responsibility of working with the A-list celebrities and doing that whole spokesperson. And I actually just couldn't find the products that were delivering the results that I wanted. And as well, had the same messaging for me. I didn't yeah. want to be that polished person anymore. I just wanted to be myself and be approachable because that's what tanning is. Tanning is fun. Yeah. It's this moment where you're naked and you have and you apply it on yourself. It's self-love and then it gives confidence. That's what it's always been to me. It's never been this glossy, sheeny, runway. It's just never been that. No. And I felt like it was my right. Like I am one of, if not the best celebrity spray tanner in the world, I had a voice and I have a voice. And if I didn't change the industry, it would still be the same. And so I, I just I had to do it. I had to do it. And I wanted to use formula. I was mixing the products already backstage. I was already mixing color corrective makeup in with tan to get the results that I wanted. And then I met my business partner and he was like, I have a factory and I was like <laughs> I have an idea and then yeah it just happened but I never wanted that it came into my life and I felt like it was my right and I'm glad I did it and I think that actually in itself is a lovely point about the brand because say you know me I'm naturally quite red prone just having someone acknowledge that okay these different things you might see in your skin whether it's sallowness redness whatever they're totally normal and I've literally made one for you that addresses those skin types and it's like even that is an active feeling listened to and accommodated for um what do your friends and family think that you've now got this amazing brand behind you 
Because, I mean, I know your friends and family mean the world to you and you're just constantly having a laugh with them. I am. It's it's so lovely when my friends and family travel and they go to like Mecca in Australia or Sephora in America and they send me pictures. That's yeah. always amazing. Um, when Isle of Paradise launched... My dad kept hanging around in boots and like taking pictures of people shopping. And I Tell was like, us a bit more about your dad. He really does deserve a bit oh, of a moment here because he's a bit Ken of a ledge, isn't he? Is my biggest cheerleader. And when I was about to launch Out of Paradise, I said, Oh my God, like if you're ever going to do any business, whether it's opening a cafe, launching something on Etsy, doing anything, you're putting yourself out there and it's really, really scary. And you have moments where you look in front of the mirror and you go, what am I doing? Like, what am I doing? Like, I could have had a really easy life and now I've decided to go on this route. Oh, is it all going to fail and is everything going to go wrong? And my dad was just constantly like, no, it's going to be great. You're going to nail it. It's going to be fine. And then he's just the most supportive person. Like, he tested Isle of Paradise for me before we launched. He was like, I want to see what it looks like on my skin. (laughs) I was like, yes, dad, let's let's put it on. Let's put it on. We set up a booth in our garage at home and Ken and Sheila have tans in the garage. Of course they do. Do you think that they give you a lot of confidence? Yeah, definitely. Um, It's, they're they're such cheerleaders and they they know that I have mental health wobbles and they know that things can go a little bit wrong and if I'm not feeling great I just go back to Ken and Sheila's and just hide for a bit and they say like it's okay you just rest today it's fine like it wasn't always like that because mental health wasn't talked about and I think from my side I couldn't be like I'm struggling mentally it wasn't a thing that was talked about when I was like 18 but now it's so much more open to talk about it and it's so much easier and they are such like healers and they're kind and they make me much more confident um that word confidence you know I think it's so fair to say that you are completely dedicated to encouraging people to feel their most confident but what does that word confidence mean to you confidence to me is a bit of a cloak of armor um i think that confidence is something that you actually put on i don't believe that we can be confident 24 7 52 every day of our life i don't think you can't have confidence without insecurity you can't have that whole i'm gonna nail this without the little voice in your head going no you're not you're rubbish like it doesn't happen in order to have confidence you have to have that like vulnerability Um, I think that confidence comes in peaks and troughs. It has all different types of levels. I think for me, my confidence, I'm really confident when I'm in my comfort zone, which I think everybody is. My comfort zone happens to just be when I'm on stage or when I'm doing talks or when I'm presenting or when I'm doing anything like that, that I'm confident in that world. I'm not confident when I'm walking into an event that for me is the worst. And we call it the walk up on the podcast. We're really open. It's like a thing. I get riddled with anxiety, like awful. I actually won a grooming award this week. Um, But what loads of people don't know is before I went in, I was a mess. I was like, Oh, I can't do this. I can't do this. I got in there. I didn't, I didn't see anyone I knew. So I was so nervous. And the whole time, like there's this picture on GQ where I'm smiling and I'm, I was riddled with anxiety you can't be confident all the time you have to have these wobbles also things like 
filling out forms, I'm so bad at doing. And that makes me unconfident because I'm such a creative and being in a non-creative thing that really messes with me. But I think it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. So you can't be confident all the time. You can have the bits that you're not confident at and that's okay. And I like what you said about like, you kind of almost don't get to appreciate the confidence unless you have the moments of insecurity and then you can really enjoy the confidence yeah. when you and find it. If you're not being confident, just check in with yourself and say, it's okay. I, this is something that I'm not confident at. That's fine. And if you want to get better, say it's interview skills or something like that, practice. But you can't be good at everything. That was going to be my next question. So if someone is listening and wants to feel their most confident, what steps can you take? What are the practical measures of achieving that? I think it depends which area you want to be confident in. Um, in terms of body confidence and self-appearance, acceptance is a huge huge benefit in getting yourself to be more confident you are never going to have the body or the face or the hair of your favorite celebrity or your sister or your mum or your cousin or your friend it's not going to happen because you don't have their dna you don't have their life environment so accepting that how you look and how you appear is how your parents made you and your DNA bonds created you is such a huge first step. Um, staring at yourself in front of the mirror and just looking at how you look is going to is gonna help you with your confidence because you're going to get to that acceptance. Yeah, It's up to you. You control the scroll. You control who you follow. You control who you mute. You control who you talk to. So you are in control of how you are going to feel from social media. If something is not making you feel good... Bin it off. Bin it off. Unfollow them. What is the point? Do you think you're going to remember her post when you're on your deathbed? Absolutely not. No. Are you going to remember something that's made you feel good? Are you going to remember all your family holidays, all your lovely meals out, all the great times you had in your life? Yes. You are not going to remember that person's post that made you feel bad. So unfollow them, bin it, get rid of it. And once you do that and you start making your scroll a positive, happy place to be around and you start bringing in all this happy, positive energy, then you're going to get more confident. Jules, I feel like everyone is just going to want to have like life advice one-on-ones with you now. If someone wants to reach out to you or have a chat with you, tell us where we can find you. So on social media, I'm at Jules Von Hepp. If you need help with tanning, come to at the Isle of Paradise. My co-host and amazing um, person to follow on social media is at this Sarah Powell. Come and have all the lols with us. We are going to come for all the lols. You'll be sorry you let me into that Facebook (laughs) group let me tell you you're very welcome (laughs) Jules thank you so much for coming it's been so lovely to speak to you and I think we should raid the vitamin waters in front of us as the morning goes on thank you for having me it's been a dream thank you Jules Thank you for listening and if you liked this episode please subscribe and leave a review you can find us on social media at it cosmetics on facebook it cosmetics uki on instagram and discover more interviews like this at itcosmetics.co.uk thank you for joining us we'll talk to you soon